Welcome everybody. I've got Daniel Thornson with me on Kingdom Talks and uh, going to be an exciting time just getting to know Daniel and I'm looking forward to hearing his story and what he's sharing from the Father's heart. I just want to encourage each and every one of you to do us a favor and share this with everybody. You know, get on your phone, whether you're on YouTube or Facebook and just start sharing it. Get the word out there. And if you haven't thought about supporting us, I encourage you to just take a look. Uh, go to KingdomTalksMedia.com. There's a giving section where you can partner with us, and your partnerships help us get this word out. We've got some uh, groups in Africa now that are looking at doing something with us, and we would like to be able to do something with them. And uh, it takes funding for all that, and we are listener-supported, and I appreciate each and every one of you. We love you guys. So, Daniel, let's dive in. Well, tell me about yourself, man, because uh, this is my first time. My my Mindy, you know, my one of, uh, our admin, she's been helping us out and uh, getting us going. And she's um, uh, she was saying, you got to get Daniel on. You got to get Daniel on. I'm like, and I looked at one of your one of your videos and I'm like, OK, well, let's get Daniel on. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, yeah. So tell me about yourself. Uh, what, what are you doing now and how did you get to where you're at? Yeah, rock on. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you where I was, so where I am will make a little more sense. Uh, I got sponsored at a Baptist church by, uh, I'm not, I have nothing against the Baptists. If anybody's going to get uh, people saved, it's the Baptists. They, every denomination has their strengths. I may not agree right, with everybody, right. but everybody's <laughs> got golden strengths. Praise the Lord. And and I was at a, a Baptist church and this man heard me talking and he goes, you're an evangelist, brother. And I'm like, evangel who? <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. And, uh, and he goes, an evangelist, you're, you're a messenger. You're going to go out and get people saved and healed and set free. I just know it. You're going to change the world. And I was like, well, that's wonderful. Um, I have no idea how that's going to happen. He goes, I'm going to pay for you to go to Bible college. I was like, wow, what? He goes, yeah, I have a kingdom drilling concept oil company and I'm, I'm well off. And I want you to go to IMI Pensacola, Florida, underneath Dr. Harfouche, who was ordained by uh, Lester Summerall, who was ordained by Smith Wigglesworth. And I want to get wow. you on fire, man. I want to get you on fire. So for the next six and a half years, that's what I did is uh i did my associate's bachelor's master's and doctorate he paid for all of it super grateful super good man uh, his name's tim he wrote a book called kingdom economics powerful kingdom man and uh and then i started pastoring <laughs> I started, instantly like the second i got on fire people started seeing the gift if you will and they were like yeah. oh, that's valuable like we we want that for revival or, or whatever terminology they were using at the time and and so that's what I did for the past seven years up until about a year ago is I was a charismatic pastor in non-denominational churches. Uh, been a part of three church builds that started at about 15 to 20 people uh, within six, six to nine months. I had 52 people in my Bible study and some of those pastors didn't really like that. And uh, it was a threat. So I've been kicked out of three charismatic churches uh, because more people were coming to my Bible study than Sunday morning. Um, I've had to explain to my wife that we don't battle against flesh and blood for the past seven years, that nobody is against us, uh, that this is spiritual, this is unseen, heavenly realm stuff, and it's been painful. It was a very painful experience mm. uh, for seven years of just, you're, you're, God sent you here. I had this one church where they said, we've had prophecies for 30 years, Daniel, and you're the answer to the prophecy. And I'm like, listen, I'm not the answer to anything. I'm just a son of God. 
I've got the self uh, same spirit that raised you from the dead that you have. I just believe it, and it gets crazy. It gets weird, but yeah, people get healed and delivered. And within six months of being at that church, they said, you're no longer allowed to give words of knowledge. You're no longer allowed to pray for the sick. And uh, th- because it's offending our biggest givers. And uh, oh. yeah. Yep. Yep. Wow. So after seven years of that, I'm not here to badmouth anybody. It doesn't matter who these people are. It doesn't matter where they are. Uh, what matters is, is I'm going to obey Lashon Hara, which is a Hebraic cultural law that says, even if something is true, you don't say it if it lowers the perspective in the eyes of the people. If it's not what God says about them, it's not the truth and doesn't need to be promulgated by you, That's Daniel. Good. So I've, I've taken yeah. that on. It doesn't matter who they are or what happened. What matters is, is what I learned from it. What matters is, is that it pushed me deeper into Papa's heart. It pushed me deeper into love, counting no record of wrongs. All of these things that I've been preaching for seven years, I'm having them tested over and over and over, you know? And so about my last year of pastorship, uh, me and this senior pastor, I was the associate pastor. He said, I want to reach the loss. I said, well, tell me where to go, baby, because I've lived a rough life. I don't know if you can see, but I've, I've been around the block and I've been through hell and back, you know? And he goes, well, you pick. I said, well, I have a motorcycle. Uh, bikers are a pretty fatherless community uh, that need love, you know? So I ended up starting a motorcycle ministry. And uh, within six months, there are people at the altar at the church in their cuts, which wow. is the vest with their patches crying and worshiping and and uh the pastor pulled me into my office and said uh we don't really like the way this makes us look and uh i said well i don't know what you want me to do he goes well i'm going to give you an ultimatum you can choose them or us i said i choose everybody and uh, and he goes well we're going to take you're going to take a sabbatical and pray about this and i was like okay no problem you know and and uh i think a couple sundays before that the dominant 1% outlaw motorcycle club president showed up to my church. And I don't know if you know anything about one percenters, but they're the outlaws. They're the big and the big bad guys, you know, that everybody thinks are big and bad, but really they're just people, you know, that need love. And he shows up, pulls me into my office and he goes, did you start? He pulled me into my office at the church. I pastor at this, this biker president. And he goes, did you start a motorcycle club? I said, I, I sure did. He goes, did you start one without my permission? And I was like, I sure did. He goes, who told you you can do that? I said, Jesus. <laughs> he, he, he goes, you know, uh, I already know that because I've been stalking you for six months on Facebook and you actually love people. You're not religious spirited. You've got the love of God. I read my Bible in prison. You're the real deal. And I want to sponsor your motorcycle club. And I was like, what? Absolutely. So uh, I did that for another six months. And then he said, I want you to be the chaplain of all eight of our motorcycle clubs, which are outlaw motorcycle clubs. And uh, so I did that for the next couple of years. And I did not know what I was getting myself into. Um, It it was scary. It was intense. It was, and I was a, I was a pretty thuggish, ruggish kid back in the day, but this is a whole new world for me. And my buddy got shot in front of me. Uh, they tried to kill me at an event, this club that didn't like the club I was in. On camera, he unloads a full clip into my back, and none of them hit me somehow. And um, it was a really <laughs> intense experience. Wow, and, wow, uh, wow. I got two kids and a wife, so uh, I, 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 lay, I laid down my bike, I laid down my cut, 
and uh, they understood uh, why I was leaving. And normally, I don't think you can leave super easy, but because I was the chaplain and I had rode with them for two years, I'd given and lived and forgive the whole time. They they said I could go, and but the damage that was caused while I was in that culture, I don't really. I don't really know how transparent I'm allowed to be on here, but I don't really care what people think about me. So I'm going to just go ahead and say this bad company corrupts good character. I don't care how big of a son you are, how gifted you are over time in that culture, not because yeah. they're bad, but because the frequencies were low, the seeds yeah. were sown, the sounds yeah. were released. And uh, so I ended up making uh, a lot of mistakes in that culture. I never relapsed on drugs or alcohol. I've been sober for 14 years. But I definitely felt my consciousness being corrupted by the culture, some of my conduct. Luckily, my wife loves me, and, and I talked through the whole thing. Anytime I struggled with anything, I would tell her. We'd pray together. And, uh, but that doesn't negate the fact that it was very, very damaging and hard on both of us. So yeah, uh, we're, we're still working through uh, a lot of that from, from me being a chaplain. And, and uh, I actually went into a season of hiddenness with my mentors, Ian Clayton and Marios Ellenis over the past three years, uh, getting out of the charismatic church, getting out of being a chaplain, and just really finding out who I am, because I'm not my gift. Uh, I'm not a five-fold title. That's, those are just manifestations yeah. and operations of the Holy Spirit. That's not who I am as a son. And so I've been pressing in, and I, I, I birthed my sonship expression over the past two years, really mainly over the past year, seriously, to find out who Daniel is, because the whole earth is groaning for sons to be made manifest, not revival to come, not us to build more yeah. buildings. And I'm, I'm not against any of that. God moves in measures of all of these things because he honors our hearts. He knows we love Jesus, but he's waiting for sons. He's waiting for the divine design of family and union and oneness, because that is how the whole world will know that God sent Jesus when we become one as him and the father are one. So, so that's where I'm at right now is, is birthing my expression. And, and my expression is truly life abundant. And that's the name of the ministry. I don't even know if I like that term anymore, but that's, that's who I am. That's what I represent. That's what I bring to the table. And that's a strength that I have is just abundant life. And so yeah, I don't know if that answered any well, good, good introduction there. Too long, too short, but that's where I'm at today. Well, okay, so uh, with your, the mentors that you mentioned, that um, that is usually a pretty major shift for a lot of people in terms oh, yeah. of their spiritual walk. Um, uh, where, How did that go for you? How did that work for you? How did it work for your family? Are they with you on that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> in the middle of that, I'm going to call it struggle season uh, while I was in that, that world, that culture. Um, I have been buying Ian Clayton's books in mass and giving them away for a long time. Kingdom Realms and Courts, Gateways of the Threefold Nature of Man, just, ah, just really good, deep water, uncover and illuminate, you know, who I really am in him and him and me so I can really take the limits off my life and experience Yahweh's realities in this realm. And... I, uh, I called uh, his publisher and said, hey, can I get a discount since I'm just giving all these away? And she goes, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll think about it. I'll send you an email. Well, a month or two went by and I got an email from Ian Clayton and I've been looking up to Ian for a long time. He's, he's a son of, he's Mr. Galactic Travel. You know, uh, I haven't exactly created universes, but because of some of the that I've received 
because honor activates who he is and we are one. I have exploded in engaging in realms of God simply by honoring that son. And, uh, and so I'm starting to get whacked right now, but, but uh, <laughs> he, he emailed me and goes, we need to Skype. I need you to Skype me. Dude, my heart is beating fast. I'm like, he's gonna know all my junk, you know? And Cause I'm so used to charismania and church and Western Christianity <laughs> that counts records of wrongs, that, that are dirt discerners, yeah. that, are, that are the opposite of everything that the gospel preaches, you know? And, and, yeah. and it's, really, it's really sad, you know? And, and so I'm scared, I'm not gonna lie, I'm scared to talk to him. And, and so I get on the Skype and he looks at me and I can tell he's multi-dimensionally engaging already. Like he's looking at me, but he's looking around me. He's looking into me and I feel total peace. All my fear leaves as if I'm standing in the presence of a son that is a manifestation of the son, according to the Bible. And, uh, and so all that goes away and he goes, Daniel, um, I was in a council of 70 in heaven and God told me that you need my help. And I was like, you have no idea how bad I need your help. And, uh, and he goes, well, I've been commissioned in heaven to do this. And so I want to like disciple you basically. And I'm like, and I want to let you because I have no idea what I'm doing. My church experience has been insane and trash in a lot of ways, even though it bore a lot of fruit, but I want the real deal. And, and he goes, well, buckle your seatbelts. Here we go. So for three years, he's been mentoring me. And, and as I worked through some familial struggles, he introduced me to Marios Elenas and he really imparted his strength of family and finances. And, um, and they really straightened my, my life out. They really straightened my belief systems out. They really brought me into progressive revelation from the fivefold, from the in part, into the fullness, into sonship, into family, where there is no lacking. There is no in part because the full has come, you know? And, and so I'm excited. I'm super jacked. It was a really <laughs> powerful experience getting to be mentored by them this long. And I'm very grateful. Wow. Wow. So what, what part of the country or the world are you located in? I'm assuming you're in America somewhere with your accent, but that, I could be wrong. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in, I'm in uh, Houston, Texas. You are? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got some good friends there, uh, some people that work with us in ministry. So yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So now have you been there through all of your experiences that you've just shared? Uh, been right there in Houston. I Wow. Absolutely. Now, have you connected with others that uh, are walking in this uh, movement that God's doing uh, right there in your area? Um, <clears throat> I don't really know how to say this. I have been fully shunned and rejected by almost all of the charismatic community in Houston, mm -hmm. Texas, because I have made some pretty bold promulgations or proclamations from the Spirit of God that didn't come from like, conjecture or anything they came from me studying church history they came me from yeah. studying the first 300 years that looks absolutely nothing or believed absolutely nothing or preach absolutely nothing that we are preaching right now and yeah. that's what 3,000 were added daily to and it's not a surprise to me why we're having to build more buildings and start more programs when it's not about family, it's not about meeting in our homes daily, breaking bread, fellowship, prayer, standing on the apostles' teachings and communions, sharing all that we have so we have all that we need for every good work. And great grace was upon them all because they were one. Yeah. And so yeah, that's I that. Hear you. They, don't, they, they don't really like, they don't like that I am boldly saying the fivefold had a job and they failed over the past 2,000 years. 
They were supposed to perfect the saints for ministry. This is Ephesians chapter four. And this is oh, yeah. Yeah. because this is the word of God. They, there's not corporate perfected saints. There's no unity of the faith. And we definitely haven't grown up into the full stature of Christ into one perfect man so that we can be no longer tossed to and fro by doctrine because it's not about doctrine. It's about family and experience and relationship. And uh, yeah. we've, we've, yeah. we have we have put all these other things on the priority list of church and stuff, and they're not on God's. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so people don't now, like that. It's a little bold. I, no, I hear you, and I, I, I agree that the fivefold has not accomplished its mission. I feel like there are some things that you know are written in Scripture that, uh, well, it's even the shifting of the ages. When you look at the shifting of the ages and you realize hardly any of the um, commissions that were given were ever accomplished by the time Father gets to the next age and says, okay, we're shifting to the next thing. Here's your new commission. And it's like, uh, we, we failed that one too, but Father doesn't stop going. He just goes to the next. And so now we're looking at, you know, we're in this transition stage for this next age that we've stepped into. And it's like, okay, Father, what what is the commission? And, you know, there's a lot of things that are coming out and coming forward, but you know, I'm one, when we preach and, we, and, I, and I teach anyway, I, I'm always like, hold everything loosely. Because if you grab onto something and you think this is it, it's like, how many of us have ever been wrong? Okay, you know, right here. All of us have been wrong. So we need to be able to hold it loosely and let Father solidify it when he's ready to solidify it. It doesn't take one person or one group of people to say, okay, this is what we're doing from here on out. Uh-uh, I'm looking to see what Father's doing. And right now we're in that transition stage. But uh, something... Something fantastic and awesome is coming. I believe humanity is moving to an entirely new phase or stage of, um, you can call it spiritual evolution, maybe even physical evolution, just because we're learning how our bodies are structured. And I think we're going to see a lot of changes over the, over the years, decades to come anyway. It may be a whole lot faster than we think, or it may be a lot longer than we think, you know? It's we, again. It's just holding it loosely and saying, "I'm on the journey with you, Father. I'm on the journey with you, brother. We're going, we're going." And the biggest thing is that we love one another and we don't divide over doctrine or anything else. That the we live out of the tree of life, we live out of relationship, and we're not dividing over who 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 thinks they're right and who thinks they're wrong. And that that was not what we were to be known by. <laughs> so anyway. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, um, man, um, what is the message that Father has on your heart right now that you feel like is, you know, we're all part of the body and Father downloads different things to different individuals. A lot of times they all, in fact, I would say all the time they mesh together somewhere, somehow, just like, you know, my, my, this hand is still part of my hand and my foot are part of the same body. They're doing different things, but they're part of the same body. So what's the message that father has on your heart right now? Oh, what a, what a, what a, what a fun question. Um, I, I believe with every fiber of my being spirit, soul, and body that we are being invited into the fullness we are being invited from corinthians chapter 13 we know in part we prophesy in part we see in a glass dimly but the in part is going to pass away and the fullness will come we won't need prophecy because we won't be giving partial prophetic words we're not going to need 
tongue and interpretation because we're all going to be in cardianosis in full communion, hearing him heart to heart beyond our English language or our native tongues because we're so caught up in union that the fullness has come. And it's because we finally gotten to a place where we're actually down to believe that we are in the fullness, that we lack nothing, that we confidently have access to come boldly to his throne room because he's our father and we're his kid. And we can fully see him. And when we see him, we will be like him and we will know as he knows and we will manifest our expression of sonship into creation to silence the groaning in Romans chapter eight. So I believe that God is taking us if we're down, some of us are doing it in groups, tribes, individually, whatever, from the prophetic to the apocalyptic, yeah. from the uh, mm. prophetic to the apocalyptic, because, and this is why I just started these operations that I'm doing with individual people, because this is a strength that I am from I am for the body of Christ. The word apocalypse does not mean end of the world. It means the mm. manifestation of the messianic kingdom in creation, overthrowing all false rulers, establishing us as his messianic kingdom on earth, everlasting unto everlasting. That's in your Merriam-Webster dictionary, man. That's the definition of the apocalypse. So that's who we are. We are the apocalypse. We are the apocalyptic word that is in the flesh. He was the word in the flesh. Yeah. He put his word in us so we could yield to it, be transformed by the renewing of our mind and become it so we can prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of the Lord? We are the proof of the continuation of the incarnation. So I believe that we're moving to the fullness. I believe that we are going to ex experience true family and oneness where there is no yeah. competition, comparison, or division, just Come like on. you said before uh, I yeah. answered this question. So I believe we are in the apocalyptic movement of God. I believe that we are in the right dispensation of time at the right age where all things are coming together in heaven and on earth as one in Christ Jesus. That's what I believe. <laughs> I love that. I love it. You know, one of the things that uh, we teach, I don't know if you've heard, we don't do doctrine at all. We're totally, uh, I'm not interested in, in, in uh, fighting over doctrine. I uh, totally will uh, love, honor, and respect your point of view and the way you see God, even if I don't agree with it. So we have three plumb lines. And the first one is Yeshua is the way. That's, that's the only one that might be a divider to some people. But aside from that, the others are unifiers. And the second one is to love, honor, and respect. And that's to mean that, you know, I'm going to love, honor, and respect not just you, but also what you believe, even if I disagree. I'm still going to love, honor, and respect you and what you believe. And then the third one is ask the Father. And that's the one where I do believe we're moving into the age where, uh, you know, every man has a relationship with the Lord. No one will need to go to a prophet. I mean, to me, when someone, you know, I've had a few people come to me even lately and say, uh, can you give us a prophetic word? I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that because... You have a relationship with the Father. Why do you want me to tell you what he would love to tell you himself? Now, there are times where, you know, we all get stuck. We all have our blind spots. And Father may tap me on the shoulder and try to get my attention. And I'm, you know, I'm not paying attention. So he may go to you, Daniel, and he may tap you on the shoulder and say, Daniel, I need you to say this to Gil because he's not listening to me at the moment. <laughs> or he's having a hard time hearing me in that area. 
And yeah, so God does use people to speak to us, but we need to learn that we have a relationship where in Yeshua, in Christ, we are seated with him in heavenly places. He is the doorway. He is the gate. We can go straight to the, 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 the throne of the Father and engage with him there. And then once you've done that, you're going to find that Father's going to, Father's going to say, hey, have you seen uh, Melchizedek? You should go talk to him for a little bit. Or have you seen um, Gabriel? You should go talk to him for a little bit. Or have you seen so-and-so in the cloud of witnesses? You might want to go talk to him for a little bit. They're all there. And he's more than happy for us to go talk to them because he has poured himself out into them. And they are just as much him as he is already in us. So <laughs> anyway. Yeah, there's a oneness that we have yet to understand or become aware of, but it's already taking place. Come on. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> well, I love, uh, you know, I love meeting people that I've never met before, but, you know, once you meet them, it's like, man, we're, we're reading out of the same book. We're on the same page. <laughs> it's very good. Very good. What else you got? What else is on your heart? <clears throat> um, one of the scriptures that has been super encouraging to me is that the latter rain will be greater than the former. There's a lot of people that are like, well, that's the reign of David. There's some charismatics that are like, well, that's talking about the book of Acts, you know, or whatever. And reg regardless, the reign of David was amazing. And the book of Acts was amazing. So let's just say we're talking about both yeah. of them just for fun. Um, if what they did in Acts was the lesser and we're the latter, that's the greater. I am so excited to see oh, yeah. the multi-dimensional participation, the superseding of natural law, the no limits as we understand uh, science and quantum science and its mechanics and atoms and the way all this stuff works. Because all of all of what we're believing and coming into, science is catching up and proving. Yes. And it's really encouraging yeah. to me to know that your heart has a field of consciousness and frequency that shoots out of you and actually affects and infects things by whatever it's radiating. Like, I love that. I love that me and you are quantumly entangled. <laughs> I love that, that genuinely I can do something holding you in my heart and it can have a yeah. positive effect on you even if you're Absolutely. asleep, you know? And uh, so the latter rain being greater than the former is a very exciting concept to me because if handkerchiefs healed people and shadows resurrected the dead, and oh my goodness, what are we about to do as one? And I really think yeah. that's why oh. it's going to happen is we're getting over our self-life and we're really believing that we are all one in Christ and that's taking the limits off. And, uh, and I've been seeing it. I've been seeing it in a lot of ways with, Miracles I've never seen before, and I'm very excited. Yeah, that that is, I mean, that opens up a whole other door, a whole other arena. And the thing is, it's infinite. We could keep going down so many different avenues and, and pathways. But yeah, as you're saying that, you know, the 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 one, and that's what people, I, I pray that people begin to get this, you know, at deeper and deeper levels. Because, yeah, you and I can do a lot on our own. We can do even more together. But what will we accomplish when we actually realize that all these other people that are seeing God in different ways? Uh, sure, it may not all be right, but at the same time, it's not all wrong either. And that's why to love, honor, and respect, even though I don't understand, if I, if you and I come to cross something that we disagree on, 
number one, I want to get back to identity for a second. I want to, I want to go to identity for a second, because if my identity is in Christ alone, if, um, if someone starts to speak against what I believe and I get offended, that's a sign right there that my identity is not in him alone. It's in that thing. And as soon as somebody comes against it and I get offended, you know, they're yanking part of my identity out from underneath of me and it hurts and I will get triggered. Now, if my identity is in him and him alone, and we're all in progress to get there, I feel like I'm much, I know that I'm much further down the road than I was 10 years ago, but my identity being in him alone, that you come and you share a concept with me and I'm like, oh, wow, I never heard that before. Or wow, that goes completely against what I believe over here. I want to hear more because I truly believe you have a relationship with God and that you're seeing him in a different way. And I want to understand him in that way as well. Now, even after we have the discussion, even if I still disagree, it's okay. It's okay. But now I've heard you and maybe if I'm wrong and you're right and I've heard you, it's going to plant a seed that when time is right, Father's going to bring that seed back out and say, okay, remember when, he, when Daniel said this? Yeah, yeah. I want to show you how that works now. <laughs> and and, and I that's why I believe fully that Jesus wasn't exaggerating when he said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Change your mind. The way that you are perceiving this 0.1% natural realm is wrong. You perceive, you're not wrong. You are perceiving it inaccurately. There is more here than you think. If you will repent and change your mind or come up to the penthouse suite of my thinking in Papa's perspective, you will start being able to engage with this invisible realm that's already present. And you cultivate that so well because honor and humility is it, bro. Like for real, yeah. like I love the gifts. I love the power. I love all that stuff. But honor and humility creates safety. When you start saying the stuff like you're saying on here, I get goosebumps all over my body. Mm -hmm. I feel safe. I'm part of the family. And, that, and that's what people yeah. are missing. They just want to be safe. They want to be loved. They want to be honored with where they're at. Even if they're wrong, great. Maybe we should get out of our dualistic mindset of right and wrong. And maybe right. they're right where they're supposed Absolutely. to be at in that exactly. wrong feeling. And God's going to father them through it. Maybe we're, we're, exactly. we're judging, even though I believe true love has no judgment and has no expectations. Otherwise, is it really unconditional? Well, right, exactly. So, well, this, this is my thing on judgment in that, um, you know, I, I've shared this many times before. So if people are watching this and they've heard me say this, just get it in your head and share it with somebody else. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, our when we think judgment today, we're generally thinking of it in, in, in a negative term or a scary term where I don't want to be judged, you know, because I'm guilty or whatever. But Judge in Hebrew is the word Dan, and Dan in Hebrew is made of the Dalit and the Noon. The Dalit is a door, the Noon is to life, is life, and so it's a door to life. So I'm, I'm like, judge me all day long, Father, because what he's doing is he's wanting to take those things that are in the way of me having the abundant life with him. He wants to get them out of the way. So I'm like, yeah, judge me. I want to go through that door of life. Come on. <laughs> Whoa, that's yeah. that's awesome. And that's the church awesome. has turned that word around and turned it on its head upside down in a bad way to where now we fear judgment. I want to be running toward judgment of God. And because I know he's for me, he's not against me. He's trying to get me, you know, he, I'm already in the kingdom. He's trying to get me to drop the baggage that I've been carrying that keeps me from running further and faster in the kingdom. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, that, that that's actually something Ian said. He goes, 
he goes, I want judgment because Yahweh is light and there is no darkness in him. So his judgment is always going to release or invite me into Absolutely. light and life. Yes. And, uh, and that's literally what you just said. That's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, to me, there is no reason for anyone to fear judgment. Now, human judgment, we got it all backwards and we're out to condemn people and, you know, tell them why they're not worthy or good enough. <laughs> that's not God. That's not God. So, yeah. And, and you know, in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. Uh, never mind. I'm not even going to go there. I, was, I almost said it. Lord stopped me. <laughs> Unfortunately, the church doesn't carry that same heart. Yeah. I'll say it nicely that way. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because unfortunately in the church, you might find some condemnation. In fact, you might find a lot of it. But, you know, just as Jesus said, we need to, once we begin to understand we're stepping into the fullness, we begin to understand and we can say too, forgive them for they know not what they do. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. And I, th and I think that heart that you have just revealed, even just in the way you're talking to me with humility and talking about agreement and love, no matter what, like, for the most part, I'd say five out of seven years of being a pastor, I preached fear without knowing I was of other people, other religions, other places. And, and it stinks to say that, but it's cool to say that now because if he's the father, if, he, if he's the father of all, in all and through all, then I missed it. If he fulfills all in all that I've missed it. If yeah. all things were created by him and for him, then I've missed it. And really Christianity got me to do the opposite of all three of those scriptures. It got me to yeah. say, you're of your father, the devil, instead of the literal translation that means you are not letting your real father father you. You're choosing to be fathered by someone other than your true father. So that's why you're lost. That's why you're having yeah. orphan spirit or whatever. And, yeah. and so now when I see Muslims or whatever, instead of being like, oh, they're, they don't believe what I believe or they're wrong. It's like, yo, that's irrelevant. It's his goodness that leads to the repentance. I'm going to show them God's goodness. I was driving to Galveston. I don't know if you know anything about I-45, but it's a rough road with some rough places. And I pulled up there with my wife and it was a, it was a Muslim gas station. Two Muslims outside with their arms folded the the godfather that runs everything and the family inside everybody's glaring i'm a white boy you know what i mean and and uh i walk up and this dude's wrist is broken and i'm like hey bro what's wrong with your wrist he goes my wrist is broken and i'm like what well and he goes well i have no insurance i have no money for doctor it is what it is and i'm like it is what it is dude god loves you he wants to heal you right now and he's like really I said, yeah, man, you're going to get healed right now. I pray for him. His wrist gets healed. He picks up a trash can. He starts yelling at the other Muslim guy like, oh, no, 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 no. and I think like, what are they about to do? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what's going on. And so they, they take me physically inside of this gas station. The other Muslims come out. I'm surrounded by five of them. And they said, this is our father. Can you heal him? I said, Jesus wow. can heal him. And I'm one with Jesus. So here I am on my knees praying for all five of these Muslims, all of them get healed, knees, back, chest pain, pressure, everything. And they're like, who are you? You know what I mean? I'm like, dude, I just come to represent the father and he loves me, you know? And, <laughs> and so that, that's where I'm at. I used to be scared. I used to be like, they don't believe what oh, I believe, yeah. I'm scared. They need to yeah. believe what I believe, so I'm uncomfortable. I don't like that, man. Yeah, well, and so I, 
had a little bit of a similar background, not 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 quite of a, as adventurous as yours. I'll, I'll I'll say it that way. But I was a pastor in the in the Seventh Day Adventist Church, a very conservative de- denomination. I was convinced I had the truth, and that everybody else needed to come to me and my way of thinking. And man, I beat everybody over the head with the Bible. And honestly, I was I was such an a hole that um, as a as a pastor that uh, even even the best man at my wedding didn't talk to me for 20 years afterwards. And we didn't have a fight or anything. It's just, I was so intense and, and, and had to make everybody believe the way I believed um, that it just pushed everybody away. And so I love what Father has done in me now to, to just come to the place where, you know what? I know that a portion of what I believe now is wrong. I mean, I just know that it's wrong. I can't tell you which pieces of it is wrong because I think it's all right. <laughs> On, Obviously, dude. you know, but that has brought into me a place of humility to where what who who would I be in my right mind to know that I've been wrong before and yet think that now I've got it all right and I'm going to impose my beliefs over onto you and make you try to make you believe what I believe. It's like I'm not I'm not there anymore. I praise God that he's broke that off of me that you and I could have a disagreement right now and what I'd be interested in is for you to clearly state your point and I get to clearly state my point and then if we had time we would discuss and kind of get down to some nuts and bolts and maybe figure out hey maybe oh wow I am wrong in this area or no father's showing me how your viewpoint is so much better than what I've been thinking. I need to let go of that so I can engage with that. Um, it, you know, to me, that is the beauty of not having, a, you know, a prideful, arrogant, you know, place in, in me, which, you know, again, we all have some of that to some degree. We're growing in it. And I just I believe that once we've got rid of, you know, all of that. And to me, that's the Christ anointing. Once we've kind of given up and fully given into the Christ anointing that, you know, that is God incarnate in us and there's nothing left of our garbage and our darkness that we created because God is light and there is no darkness in him. Any darkness is just our own stuff, our own illusions. So once we let go of that, then he gets to fulfill us and we get to become the best Gil, you get to become the best Daniel on, and, and just so on and so forth. It's just a powerful, powerful understanding of, um, you know, letting God be God in us. And then we begin to walk in the same power and authority that Jesus had and more. Because that's what he said that we would do more. <laughs> I think. I think. Uh, Good stuff. I think you. I think you opened a big door that people need to hear. Is when I let go, it's not about figuring out the father. It's about a free fall in the father. Yeah. Probably got to become like a child because, man, dude, like, I just want to know how this works. I just want to be right. And he goes. Dan, you start righteous, you're my child, and I want to father you. I don't even want you to figure it all out necessarily. Come on, I want you to on. trust me. I want you to let me come carry on. you. I want to fight for you if you'll only be still and believe that come I'm on. good. Oh. And, and that's why I like the mystic movement for the first 300 years is because they weren't about figuring it out. They literally, right. their, their goal was awakening, purgation, illumination, dark night of the soul, active union that's what they were about we're all about building program arguing doctrine and they're like yo 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 that's we're just about waking up to being one with him and Come what on. that means for me personally and individually and that's going to be different for me there will be similarities yeah. but your sonship is a different expression than mine and so yeah. being able to just say right now we are all wrong in some way and that's the safest place we can be 
because it's an, about an experience and a dance with divinity or perichoresis than it is about figuring things out or being right or wrong and dualistic. You know what I mean? So that was awesome that you said that. Well, and just the way you're saying that and, and you're, what you're pointing out too is that uh, we are in a society, in a world that basically feels that we have to have uh, clarity. We have to have um, certainty. That's the word I'm looking for. That if we don't have certainty, then we're all, ah, you know, we're, you know, going, going nuts trying to figure out because we want to figure it out. We just want that control because what happens is we get fear, fear leads to control, and then we start bringing in laws and rules and regulations and everything to, you know, bring it all together under what we think is right. But the truth of it is the faith, the walk of faith is walking in uncertainty walking with the father where we have no clue what's going on or what he's doing but we trust and here's the thing we have to know that he is a good father and that he has my best in mind when i know and believe that then i can walk with him and i can rest even when we're going into the darkest places and it's all good yeah. i literally uh believe that that is the the just shall live by faith reality like we like to say we walk by faith and not by sight, but then when we have to walk by faith and not by sight, it's like, give me a word, <laughs> confirm where I'm at, like help me, you know what I mean? And, and I've, I've done it, I've done it a bunch of times and, and I've looked for things to try to help me in those moments instead of just going, listen, this is about an experience in you, as you, with you. Yeah. This is about the dance. Sometimes in a dance, I'm going to step on your toes, Papa, but you're unoffendable. So it's okay. Sometimes I'm going to fall down. You said the righteous fall down seven times, falling into wholeness and perfection, not one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And so that's, that's where I'm at, you know? And, and so that's how I believe we fall in love. That's what I believe. Yeah. Because yeah. I also did a study on that this past week and did a live stream. The term falling in love only for the past 600 years hasn't meant strong emotion and intense attachment it didn't mean that 1500 and before before it meant you live life and through your failures you get to a place where you break out of selfishness and you fall into the love of god which is the only place love can exist and come from anyway and now you are able because you're free from self you are able to fall in love with others and i'm like yeah. oh it's so good you know yeah wow That's wow a lot of people are at right now yeah, you know, and we we've been teaching what we call the love cycle, which is you just you just described it in a much greater depth in one sense. But you know, we we've taught this love cycle that uh, is pretty simple. It's just, and it worked for me. What I had to do is I just had to go sit because I mean there was a time if you hear my testimony, I I was in depression basically the first fifty years of my life, and I just I hated myself. I absolutely hated myself. So it took me this time to sit with the Father and listen to what He would say about me. And it, it took a lot for me to begin to actually believe what he was saying because, you know, it was so different than with the voices in my head. But once I began to believe what he was saying about me and I began to align with what he was saying about me, that he loved me and that I am lovable, well, obviously, first thing is my heart's just starting to throb with love for him. And then once, the, you know, uh, and I'm loving myself now, well, and it says, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. If you don't love yourself, you're faking it if you're trying to love everybody else. And I was faking it. I did my best, but I was faking it. It's the best I could do. 
but now I truly love myself. And, you know, I used to joke around when, when, when we were teaching this and I would say, yeah, just look in the mirror and just say, dang, I love you. <laughs> you know, and mean it and mean it. <laughs> yeah. I actually good... did that. I actually did that getting sober, man. It was called a uh, positive affirmations. I would stand in the mirror and say five to 10 things I loved about myself to create yeah. new framework, new words to aim my faith at so that that could function. That reality of me loving whatever my ears, my, I don't, I don't care. You know, yeah. it's good. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, I got a question for you because we we're time's been flying. <laughs> we're having, <laughs> having a good time here. Uh, so we only got about 15 minutes. However, I want to ask this question because it's a really good practical question for today. And that is what, what would be your advice or what is the, the heart the father's given to you to push out to those who are really struggling with the current circumstances and situations? Cause you know, there's a lot of Christians that are really bent out of shape about, you know, the, the, the V word and the C word and you know, all that crazy stuff. Um, and the, you know, the political situation, what do you think father is saying to them or how would you recommend people deal with what they're going through right now? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I believe the manifestations of those words that you just said the first letter of, I believe that they are, I don't like the word test because I don't, I don't really know what I think about that doctrinally, but I do know that I am tested and that Papa's so good. He's always watching to promote me always, you know, like just I use the word challenge. Yeah. 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 I like challenged. Challenge. There we go. <laughs> And I believe that we are corporately being challenged as whether we call ourselves Christians or followers of the way or, or, or mystic saints and sons, whatever you, you choose to believe there, that we are in the midst of what looks like a giant contradiction to a lot of biblical prophecy, because there's, there's a couple people that are still stuck on thinking from our English translations that it's supposed to be really, really bad. You know what I mean? In the end times. I, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and then there's those that have studied to show themselves approved. And there's all this amazing stuff that's supposed to happen at the end of the age and the end of time where there is no more bondage unit measurements of times and days. And we're one big family and we're in total freedom. And the meek are inheriting the earth forever as his kingdom everlasting under everlasting, according to prophecies in Daniel and revelations. So I would say in the midst of this contradiction, know that it's a contradiction know that it is trying to get you to agree with the 1.1 percent reality of the natural realm know that you can repent that the kingdom is here and it's increasing and there will be no end and eventually we will renew our minds to where the two are actually one in manifest in our perception as we shift our neuron pathways from the separation and dualistic doctrine of natural spiritual and and less than and greater than and natural and supernatural because i believe gil you are only supernatural i don't believe you have a natural body and it's weak and less than and full of bad things and your spirit though is good because it's god i believe that you are the temple i believe that the two have become one i believe that's the message of the, the son and marriage and the bride and all of it and so i believe there's no separation and we're waking up and we're going to see from ascended consciousness and frequencies uh, from a 3D existence to a 5D existence to where we are engaging multidimensionally consciously 
with the reality of heaven being here already. And, uh, and so oh, that's, that's, that's my biggest that's encouragement good. to people is don't believe the contradiction. Don't believe the yeah. report of the world. Isaiah, whose report are you going to believe? It's just a contradiction <laughs> trying to get you to aim your faith at it. Because guilt, fear is so faith. Good. Fear is faith. It's just faith in the wrong kingdom, or however you want to word that these days. Right, right. Yeah, so yeah. Your faith at light and love and life. That Psalm 91 isn't a joke. Psalm 91 is the word of the Lord that he watches to perform that will not return void, and it will do what he sent it to do and prosper in that thing, which is you and your family and your finances, everybody listening, <laughs> you know? Right. So, so I'm, I'm pretty jacked. I'm pretty jacked that during these contradictions, <laughs> as a son— I have believed the opposite of them, and I'm watching all of them, even in my personal life, just turn around for good because yeah. I stayed in love, and love actually yeah. does conquer all. Come on. Come on. So I mean, that, that is so— Don't be scared is the biggest message. You got nothing to be afraid yeah. of. He's a good father, oh. you know? Absolutely. I, I, that, that was all very, very well said. I love that. So good. So good. You know, and, and fathers— He's 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 the great chess player, you know. It's not it's like whatever the enemy or darkness might think to do, which again, there is no darkness in God. So we give power to darkness by focusing on it and engaging with it. There so whatever is there, Father is still able to he knows his way around the chessboard very nicely. And I, I feel like that part of what's happening is yeah, this 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 platform of this current age and and the reality that we see when we look out of these these natural eyes that it's just a platform and father's like ah I'm I'm going to use that to show some differences and begin to show maybe the wheat and the tares a little stronger you know those who are engaged with me and those who are not because honestly I I just see you know what's going on I just see them as distractions it's just the enemy trying to wave his hand and get our attention over there versus looking to see what Father's doing. And, I, and I, again, I say this to people all the time. So they're watching the show. They, many of them are probably like, oh, yeah, I've heard him say that. But I go to the Father. I see the Father. And I have never, ever seen him pacing around his throne, scratching his head, trying to figure out what to do. He's not. He is not. He knows exactly what's going on. He knows exactly what to do. And the biggest thing, he's probably, you know, I think in his heart, he's like, why won't my children just be with me? <laughs> Come on. Come on. And, 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 that's, and that's it, Gil. You just said it. It's all a distraction. Everybody is like, what's the point? And I, this is what I tell people because this is what I've studied from the mystics. And this is what I've adopted as a, a heartbeat of my life. This is not about being his slave, doing things for him, working for him. It's about enjoying him. And when I enjoy him, I overflow into more works, more doing, more being than I ever could. Because yeah. now it's from a place of enjoying my father. So if I could tell anybody anything, get under the influence, man. Get yeah. under the influence of love. <laughs> yeah. And when I you're like under that. the influence of love, he's going to possess you and do what pleases him. And that's what the so Bible good. says. It's my power working mightily in you to do what pleases me. So enjoy God. Take the time to slow down, shut up, and enjoy. Let him talk to you, just yeah. like you just said you did. You took the yeah. time after that 50 years, and he talked to you, and he built you up. And now look at you. You're a manifesting son of God that's blessing yeah. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's so good. So good, man. Well, man, I have enjoyed this time. Hey, um, 
we got like five minutes or so left. What, um, how can people reach you if they want to reach out and say hi or connect with you? Yeah, awesome, awesome. Um, do, you, do, you, do you mind if I plug something that I just launched? Is that okay? Ab- absolutely, go ahead and do that. Uh, the other thing is, I'm just going to say to everybody watching that uh, Daniel, if he hasn't already, he's going to send me or my team uh, a list of all the um, links and so forth to get connected with him. And you can find those right now as you're watching this. You can look find those in the show notes. So just go down through there and you can click on those and connect with, with Daniel that way. But to go ahead and tell us what you got going. Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> me and Daniel, David Ozipinski, uh partnered within the past year and we launched something uh, called Immortal Glory. And I'm sure he talked about it, but there's merchandise. It's all revelations of sonship and immortality and a glorious life. And I mean, I'm wearing one. It says, Glory, wireless charging system. I am the energy of God. I mean, super cool, you know? (laughs) So you can go to immortalglory.co and go get merchandise and go get his music. I mean, he's a son. Great oh, ground yeah. to trade into. Daniel's a beautiful man, and he's part yeah. of you. You're not. This is something I want to tell people: when you trade, you aren't losing anything. You are moving one thing from one part of the body to another that increases yeah. both parts all at the same time. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I wanted to say that um, the other thing that I that I just launched is called my personal apocalypse because that's where I'm at right now is getting people out of the in part into the full and if i'm part of your body i've got every right as a hand to give you my strength to rub your sore muscle to point at some stuff that you might not see about how amazing your member is and and all that stuff and it's a seven-day process where i i i go fast hike pray engage with your scroll for seven days and i start in the woods and i do it for seven days and then i come to my studio where i have cameras and lights and stuff and I record your personal apocalypse. And I basically am just a mirror of the word of God, releasing not in part words, but full complete words that produce transformation as you honor the word of God. It activates and what you honor engages you. And I've already done a a couple of these and it has been amazing. My next month is already full for the next four weeks. But uh, if you wanna do a consultation, uh, you can private message me on Facebook, Daniel Richard Thornis. You can email me at my old title-driven email, pastorthornis at gmail.com. <laughs> and, uh, but my personal apocalypse packages are my biggest operation that I'm doing from my expression of sonship to manifest salvation in creation. So That's so good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate you sharing that. And um, yeah, so if you want to connect with Daniel and get some of that, the links will be in the show notes. Encourage you to do that. Um, yeah, it's just been really good. I, I love getting to know, you know, I, I had Daniel David on here not too long ago and um, just really enjoyed him and I enjoy you. And, and um, it's just a wonderful experience, just connecting with other parts of the body and seeing what they're doing. And uh, love your passion, man. I love well, it. I love see it. you. I see me when I get to look at you. All of us like to go to our prayer closets and fast and, and try to find out who we are. But the truth is, I find Yahweh when I look at other sons yeah. and they are a, a natural yeah. mirror of parts of strength that I might not know that I have, which you have. You've got a lot of strength yeah. that I don't have, yeah. but I now am growing in them as I receive them and I honor you, you know, wow. and I love that wow. you mentioned what the Hebrew living letters. We're doing a series on my YouTube. You can, it's called life abundant Daniel. 
and we're walking through all the living letters, just like you were talking about with the Dillette and stuff. So yeah. super neat, man. You're amazing. Uh, well, very cool. And very nice to meet you. And uh, I, again, I just love your passion, your heart, man. Uh, you're doing a great work for the kingdom. And that, that's what I love, the kingdom. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff going on still out there for the church, which is all, you know, we love the church, what it's Absolutely. done, and we bless it. But uh, Father is moving to a new place, and he's taking us all there. Some of us go kicking and screaming. Others are jumping in with both feet. And <laughs> so, you know, that's all of our choice. You know, everybody gets to choose how we want to enter in. But we're moving into the kingdom age. So come on, man. Do you mind if uh, I just say a prayer for you and our listeners? Is that OK? Absolutely. <laughs> OK, sweet. Let's do it. Well, uh, Yahweh, right um, now, eternal declaration from my seat of sonship. No time involved, no bondage can mess with this declaration and this promulgation of your heart and your promises that are already paid for, that are already alive and active. Not if it's your will, not tomorrow, not in your timing, right now, eternally. I decree to everybody listening to Gil Hodges, I just decree you will bear fruit that lasts. You will fall in love with God and fall in love with yourself and God and then release your sonship expression to creation. And I just decree right now, everything out of alignment come into alignment mm -hmm. right now in the name of Jesus, mm -hmm. in your body, in your soul, right now. Every gate that needs to be cleansed, be cleansed in the name of Jesus. And I just decree total freedom, makes no sense freedom from circumstances, mm -hmm. from your past, from your current problems, total freedom now. And I just bless you, Gil, and Kingdom Talks, mm -hmm. and anyone connected to you, your staff, your volunteers. And I just decree more than ever before, not from the outside, but from the core, from Christ in you, just an explosion of the provision from his presence that permeates your entire person and releases the realms of God effortlessly through your frequency. You're just gonna take over the world by being yourself, Gil. And I just see you, your family, and your finances tripling in the next three months in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will receive every bit of that. Thank you. Thank you. And I just, I, you know, this is so easy for me. I just want to reflect that back to you in a double portion so you can receive it and just continue to walk in that. Whatever you gave, you get back double portion. Blessing. And I'm going to pray that for everybody else out there, too. Just receive it and walk in the fullness of what's really happening. Don't let the enemy, the darkness, don't let any of that steal any of it away. Walk in it. Walk in it. Wow. Come on, man. So good. <laughs> well, I love you, love man. It. Thank you so much. Love you. Real quick question. Do you have time to uh, do a behind-the-scenes section? We usually do like a five or ten minute yep. if you have it, and we go even deeper. Yep, absolutely. Okay, well, we're going to say bye to everybody for now. We love you. Bless you. Daniel, I honor you, and thank you for coming on. And we look forward to seeing everybody next time. God bless. Yeah.